Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. I hope that your Sundays and your weekends are going well. Uh, kind of got a long weekend with 4th of July, but I think most people are going back to work tomorrow. Um, and then we'll have Tuesday off. But either way, hopefully your guys' weekends are going well. Um, obviously, the uh, the San Diego Padres aspect of that is it's not the case. It has not been a very good weekend so far um, for Padres baseball. And, you know, we decided to kind of change our stream schedule to just be doing it every Sunday night. Last time we last time we streamed, it was it was the same kind of thing. We're talking about the um, not the Pirates, but you know today we're talking about the Pirates. We're talking about uh, the Red Series. Those two uh, right before that, the Padres played the Nationals, um, and I forget right before the National Series. Right, it was Isaac and I. We were talking about what this stretch needed to be. We said the Padres need to win four of six. We said four of six of the Nationals Pirates series would not be good enough to win four of six. That's what we said. Four or six, not good enough. You need to win five or six of those games or we're going to lose a lot of faith. Fast forward to today, and it is a really, really rough spot. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at this team, and, and it's it sucks. Like, it, it really sucks to watch. Um, the offense, It's yes, it's been up and down, uh, and it hasn't been great, but they're not even losing because of the offense anymore. They're losing because... You lose a couple guys in the pen. You don't have Stephen Wilson. Nick Martinez is in a slump, and all of a sudden, your bullpen is terrible. Um, Bob Melvin has not done a good job utilizing the bullpen. I, I think it's been, I think it's been bad. I thought today was a little bit odd. Uh, and if you look into the kind of just like the the stats in terms of like Cosgrove's numbers and splits and stuff, like you want to go righty righty, and that's where they put Nick Martinez in. But if you actually look at the stats today, like it doesn't really make sense to put Nick Martinez in first pitch ends the game virtually. Um, so overall, this has been, it's been really, really frustrating. I think um, I'm at the point where obviously we're going to talk about the pot race a lot. We're, we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to do the channel, continue to do the stream, everything like that. But emotionally, I, I'm trying to not let it like phase me anymore. Cause I'm a, I'm a person that gets very, very tied in um, to how my team is doing or how my teams are doing. And that's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I think it affects how I feel. Right. I'm, I'm clocking out of that because I don't believe in this team anymore. And it sucks to say, and I hope I'm wrong. Like I'm still rooting for them every single night. Like I'm still hoping that they pull through, but like some of these losses over the past week were insane today. I mean, I don't think today was that crazy, but it sucked. Um, the extra innings game, dude, how close can you get to winning a game? Like Raker basically has him down to the final out. I don't remember if it was the final strike, but it was definitely the final out. Um, and then you get an absolute piss shot to dead center. Um, the 4-0 game against the Pirates. Oh my God, that was an, a disaster. And and you're just looking up at it now and it's like, dude, wh what are we going to expect? Because at this point, the bullpen has completely fallen apart. Um, and yes, there have been some guys that have been bad in the lineup, but there's also been some guys that have been really good. Um, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado have sucked this year. They have been awful. Uh, today, both of them go 0 for 4 in the 4 and 5 spots. And I feel like it hasn't really been me as much, but Isaac keeps bringing up, hey, it's been a few guys that have just been terrible and they're hitting in the heart of the order. And it's Man Machado, Xander Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth. Crone did have an RBI in the ninth today, but he was 0 for 3 before that. And it's just like this, this black hole in the center of the lineup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of the comments here. It was the final strike. Um, Nick has been worse than Tim Hill. The Tim Hill error was like, that was one of the craziest things I'd seen. It didn't even make any sense to throw the baseball to first. Um, see Marcos here season over. Um, if you're being optimistic, have fun. Uh, 
if you're still being optimistic, have fun being let down. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think it's interesting because I feel like a, a lot of people are like going to be like, oh, like you can't believe in this team and they'll get really frustrated about it. Like I get if someone wants to believe and wants to be like, hey, like there's a chance. Of course there's a chance. Like I'm like, what are they sitting at right now? They're sitting eight and a half games back from a wild card spot and there's 79 games left, I think, maybe 78, I forget. Yeah, they, they have a chance. 100% they have a chance, right? However... Do we have confidence that they're going to turn it around? No. Like that, so that's where it's at. And it's just like until that changes, that's kind of how I'm going to go through it. I'm going to watch the games. I'm, I'm going to root for them. But I'm not going to be really pulling for them that much. Uh, I'm not, 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 not pulling for them, I should say, but not like expecting a lot out of them. I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them. I'm still getting frustrated in extra inning games. Like I, I'm still going to do that. I, I did that this past weekend. But I'm trying to not make it as much of how I feel because I, I don't believe in this team as much anymore. Um, and Devin asked this and I, I'm a hundred percent going to get into this. And, and this kind of leads me to it. Cause I, I, I want to talk about the red series, the pirate series a little bit, and maybe I'll, we'll go back and kind of talk about specifics there, but I kind of brought up like the choking moments of this team, but Devin asked, Hey Matt, will you talk about the Seidler comments? Dude. So if you guys didn't see, let me, let me find it real quick. Um, let me see. I'm going to Twitter real quick, find these Seidler comments as I talk, but basically if you have seen some of the graphics, MLB has been kind of doing these things where they've been talking about just where the putters have been at um, since like midway through last year. And they're like 10 games under 500 or like 15 games under 500 or something like that. They're, they're like not good outside of a little postseason stretch. Well, let's dive even deeper in the, in the AJ Preller tenure in the Peter Seidler ownership tenure, right? They haven't been good. They, they, they haven't been good. They've been, pretty good pretty good last year right and then they had the good postseason run but i think we also have to remember their postseason run their two series win like two series wins those are five games baseball playoffs are so much different than the actual regular season just because of the marathon that is the regular season and then baseball series i actually hate this i I hate how short the series are but you have a three game series a five game series and then two seven right that is such a smaller sample size, like to actually see who's playing well and stuff. And you look up, and and the Padres have not—they have not been good um, in a while. They had the, they had you know the, the short COVID year. They would have fallen apart in that year. They 100% would have fallen apart because they had no pitching by the end of it. And you had last year. And, and outside of that, it's been rough. It's been losing seasons every single year. So I, I get that it's like it's a very it's frustrating, and I'm trying to find these. Here it is. So, so basically, to get into it, talking about like the struggles, right? Peter Seidler, they asked him if he's going to fire AJ Preller. Now, I don't know if we really listen to these comments or we take them with a grain of salt because what do you expect them to say? Like, yeah, if we if we don't make the playoffs, we're going to fire our GM. There's no way he says that, right? That's just not going to be the case. And that's a lot of these quotes from owners, quotes from management and stuff. Like they asked. They asked, uh, Ben and Woods asked AJ Preller, like, is Bob Melvin on the hot seat or is he going to potentially get fired? He's like, no, of course not. Like, we believe in Bob. He's not going to go out there and be like, yeah, you know, if we keep showing, we're going to fire Bob. No one says that. that. That doesn't happen. So you get a lot of fake answers. I mean, if you guys, I thought Ben and Woods were asking, they were asking the hardball questions when Preller went on their show. And he's just dodging them, dude. He's dodging every question. He's giving you kind of just like answers that you're like, all right, dude, like, you're not really answering. Um, so basically, I think someone asked, 
Someone asked Seidler about firing. I, I'm guessing it's firing AJ Preller. And this is what he said. Um, this is from either Kevin AC or Talking Friars. Uh, ben Fadden from Talking Friars is where I'm getting it from. But I think it's originally sourced from Kevin AC. But Seidler said, I'm not afraid to make changes. I never have been. But I really value stability. And when I know the person as well and the skill set as well as I know AJ and Eric, they're not going anywhere, period. I believe in stability. It is something that is undervalued, generally speaking, in organizations and maybe particularly in sports franchises, but I'm not for mediocre stability. I'm for excellence, and to me, AJ is excellence. This is a this is a big quote. Like that's there's a lot said there, and there's kind of a lot to unpack from that. And I think, first off, talking about stability, the Potters have not had stability. They've had four managers under AJ Preller in nine seasons, and they've kind of bounced around. They have a new hitting coach every single year. So that's just blatantly wrong. That's just not accurate at all. That has not been the case. There has not been stability in San Diego. Look at the players. Look at the development. Guys haven't stayed here a very long time. I mean, the guys probably, like, I mean, look at look at the roster. Look at who's who's playing for them every day. Like, who are the, who are the guys that have been here longest? Kim, Cronor, I mean, Kim, Cronenworth, Tatis, Machado. Those, and Grisham, I guess, right? Like, there's not many guys. Like, they bounce around. They they change guys in and out, and they're going after free agents. They're trading for guys. There's not a lot of stability when it comes to the roster. When it comes to executives and coaching, there's not been a lot of stability either. They, I mean, they fired a bunch of people. In 2021, they fired everyone. Everyone got fired. Last year, they, you know, they move on from guys. Skip Schumacher left. Like, there's a lot of guys where it's like they're just bouncing around. And so I, I don't think that's accurate at all. Um, and then to kind of go and, like, and this is what I'm saying. I don't think like he could have this quote today. And then in a month he could fire AJ Preller in two weeks. He could fire AJ Preller. I, I don't think it means that much, but I did think it was kind of crazy to be like, yeah, I really value stability when like, dude, the organization is not, has not had stability. So I thought it was a pretty lame quote just because I feel like it's just the same classic dodging the questions. Like if you're not watching Padres baseball right now and you haven't been, and, or if you have, have been watching Padres baseball for the past four or five years, it is very clear that there are some serious organizational issues with this team. Every single player that they acquire in terms of hitting wise does not, does not meet those expectations that they have in that first year here. than they do elsewhere. And the Padres do not develop anyone. That is the problem. That is the problem. Um, I titled this, the Padres are quickly becoming baseball's biggest joke. And I think that's pretty harsh, right? But it's true. I mean, you're spending $273 million on a payroll and you have quotes about how A.J. Preller is excellent when you're, what are you, like nine games under 500, eight games under 500? You're coming off of three series losses, two of them to absolute ass teams. So it's it's hard, man. I, I don't know how you can just kind of be like, yeah, like, you know, A.J.'s done good. He, he has not been good. Um, but <clears throat> uh, I'm going to keep looking in some comments here. Yeah, A.J. is definitely not excellent. Um, post the, let's see, let's see. Let's keep people are talking about the win total being under 80. I mean, that has to be what you're thinking right now, right? Um, it's AJ Preller against Bob Miller, Mel, Bill Mel for power management. I, I don't even think it's like that. I just think that they don't have the resources. Like they will make in-game decisions that analytically are wrong often. And I think a lot of people will be like, well, that's Bob Melvin's fault. Well, they don't hire enough analytical people in, in the organization. So, like, you already have that issue. I think Bob Melvin gets blamed for a lot of stuff. But and, – and, and I already said, like, I thought today was dumb to put Nick Martinez in. I mean, literally first pitch, you get – oh, yeah, that, that was a bad move. 
I don't like the way he he manages pitchers that well. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good like voice in the clubhouse. I think guys really want to play hard for him. I, I think he does a lot of things well. I don't think he's the best, but I think blaming him is super unfair. Um, and I think Preller is the guy you kind of have to blame. I think most people have come a- along with that. Um, but it's just like we're looking at this team and and everyone's talking about the numbers. Everyone's talking about where this team is at. Um, people are talking about trading different guys, talking about, you know, Padres and the Mets being the biggest jokes. I mean, I think that's fair, right? Because you're kind of in the same boat with the Mets. Both of you, you know, spend all this money and the product is shit. Like that's how it's been. And, and there's no way to kind of do it. It's that's just that's just how it is. Um, so looking at that, I, I want to go over some kind of like numbers real quick, just with this team. I mean, right now, you had the Kim Tatis back to back in the eighth. Those are two of your three guys that have been producing offensively because it's been Kim and Tatis and Soto. And then after that, Machado sitting right now at a 692 OPS. Um, Bogarts at a 713 OPS. Cronenworth at a 656. That is awful. Um, Nelson Cruz is at a 691. I'm just looking at today's lineup. Um, Grisham's at a 702. Honestly, Grisham hasn't even been that bad. Grisham is, think about this, guys. Grisham has a better OPS right now, um, lower average and stuff, but he has better a better overall offensive numbers than Manny Machado, and he is barely, barely below Xander Bogarts. That is crazy because, you know, we rip we rip Grish all the time. If we don't think he's a very good offensive player. He just hasn't been. That's really, really bad. So, yeah, I think people are talking, and people are like, oh, should we sell? Should we sell? Um, ben and Woods asked AJ, are you going to sell? And he kind of made it seem like, you know, we're, we're focused on winning and we're, we're going to try to like basically buy at the deadline. The Padres buy the deadline. They're like eight games back. Obviously I could get burned because it could be like, Oh yeah. And, and then they buy and then those guys ball out and then they make the playoffs. But like if they buy and then they miss the playoffs when they were eight games below 500, that's completely idiotic. So I don't think it makes any sense to buy. I see a lot of people are talking about, you know, hater being the guy to get traded. I 100% agree. I mean, dude, Hader didn't go out. Hader doesn't go out for two innings. They needed him to go out on Friday for a second inning. They they needed that because they are losing so often where it's like, dude, we need to get some momentum. We need to stack a few wins and get going, else the season is going to be like truly over very soon. Unless you do some crazy run, you are not going to make the playoffs. You need your guys. You need your guys to come out there, and you need him to go a second inning. So Hader not going out there a second inning, and I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Bob Melvin whose decision. I mean, probably more likely Bob or Ruben Neable's decision, but they needed him to go out there. If you can trade Josh Hader for a lot at the deadline and you're sitting a few games back like you are right now, then you trade him because you're not going to extend him. You have so much money tied up. You're not If you miss the playoffs, you're not getting postseason income so or postseason revenue, and that that hurts. Like You're not going to be able to go and, and pay him 100 million 150 million dollars as your closer like you don't that doesn't really make much sense we just saw and i think edwin diaz is maybe a little bit unfair because you know he got hurt in a non-mlb thing but like it still just goes to show like we just we just saw it with robert suarez um like with him getting hurt and like we'll see if he comes back and stuff but that's already looking like a deal that looks like oh not very good there um we saw with Drew pomerantz dude hasn't played in like three seasons making eight nine mil every single year so it doesn't make sense to pay a closer you can trade him and probably get roughly the same or more back than what you traded for last year. So that'd be a great deal. 
I think Blake Snell is probably the next guy there just because and, – and it sucks because you don't have enough arm. So I think he's less likely. Same with Michael Walker. Um, but they're like – and his contract's weird too. I think he can leave after this year. I want. I think there's an opt-out in every AJ Proler contract. There's like 10 opt-outs. Um, but I, I think that haters like almost – if they're not like really, really close to being like 500 or they're only a few games back by the deadline – I think he's as good as gone. I would be shocked if they kept him. That would be really odd unless they were really planning to extend him, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think that's kind of a, a bold move just because, I mean, look, they've been struggling lately, right? And he's pitched one game since June 20th. It's July 2nd. It's been like it's been like almost two weeks of baseball, like two weeks worth of games, and he's pitched one inning. So, like, I don't know. You're not using him enough. You're not getting enough out of him, and if you can trade him for a couple guys that are maybe close to being MLB like ready prospects, that's going to help you a lot more than having Josh Hader, in my opinion. So maybe some people don't, maybe people, some people don't want to, but I, I don't know. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, so looking at this kind of stuff, um, obviously we, we're doing the Bubs giveaways and stuff like that. So anyone listening, I'm going to change it up today because initially, <laughs> initially the plan for this week's Bubs giveaway was we were going to do it on Twitter. And if you guys are not filled in, not locked in on Twitter, basically what Twitter decided to do was limit everyone's the amount of tweets that everyone can see. So I'm not doing it on Twitter because no, not enough people are going to see it, right? So for the Bubs giveaway, this is the plan. I want everyone to give their grades on the Padres, just what you think of the Padres. After I'm done recording, if you're on the live listening there, either comment it on the video post-recording or Give a review if you listen on Apple. If you listen on Spotify, find one of those other ones. Anyone that comments that, one out of ten, basically your grades on the Padres as a whole and specific players that you want to grade. So you, we don't got to go through every single player. But if there's guys that you're like, look, Manny Machado has been terrible this year or you know, Juan Soto has been great or whatever, I, I want your grades on the guys that you feel strongly about. Anyone that gives their grades on the Padres will be entered in. We'll announce that winner first thing next, next Sunday's stream. And we'll do an additional one. So we'll do two. We'll basically do two giveaways next Sunday stream, though one of them will happen today. So that's the plan for the Bub giveaway today, just because my idea that I was going to kind of do it on Twitter got screwed up because I don't understand that logic at all of like limiting people's views. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan. So anyone just comment that. I'll, I'll mention at the end of the stream as well. Um, and that also gives a chance for the people that, that don't come into the lives. Because I mean, most people that listen to our stuff, a listening podcast platform. So for people in that, I'm sorry, guys. I see all the Fs in the chat. But we'll do it next week, too, during the live to give you guys a better chance because you guys are always in there. Um, but, yeah, everyone's given Fs for the team. I get it. Um, but, yeah, I, but I want to I hear people's thoughts. And, and maybe we're going to start doing kind of like mailbag stuff again. We used to do that in the past, and it was really fun because we got to hear everyone's kind of thoughts. And I feel like with how bad this team's been, I want to hear people's rants. I, I want to hear why people are upset. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to talk about. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, you know, they get upset if you like are like pressing the team and like basically being like, oh, they're not playing well or whatever the case is. I, I don't like that. I think that's just kind of like if you're always team friendly, then you're not being realistic. Um, and I think even us, like we're generally pretty positive about the team, but what is there to be positive about right now? Like we have to be honest with ourselves. This team has sucked. So we'll we'll talk about, you know, we'll go over the the stuff then um, and we'll do the bubs giveaway. For today, first thing in next week. Um, but yeah, so want to talk about that. The only other thing that I kind of had on my mind that I do want to talk about 
is Fernando Tatis Jr. not being named into the All-Star game. This is insane. Um, and if there's anyone on the Padres that has been deserving, it's probably Tatis, Soto, Hader, yeah. He, I mean, he made it. Soto and Hader made it. Tatis didn't. Tatis is ranked 16th in the MLB in F4 and missed 20 games to start the year. He's probably going to be graded out as the best outfielder, given that he's not playing center. So I guess you got to like take take him down a couple notches probably, but the best right fielder defensively. And he has over 850 OPS. He has like, I don't know, like 16, 17 home runs, something like that, and like 15 steals or something. Tatis deserves to make the all-star team easily. It's not even like a debate. Um, there were some other bad snubs. Wander Franco didn't make it. Um, and Whit Merrifield made it. And Wander Franco has like over 100 OPS points higher. Um, but who is it? Michael Harris is, is is playing in the all-star game. Michael Harris is not. I'm going to look at it, but I don't even think he's been that good. I know he's heated up lately, but it's basically, basically the all-star game kind of sucks. Like in terms of how the guys get in, it's not accurate on who's actually should be in the all-star game. And we see this in all over sports in awards in all-star games, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Harris has a 730 OPS. So for reference, Bogarts has a 713 OPS. I think we all feel how disappointing he's been. Michael Harris has a 730 OPS and has not been as good of a defensive player as Tatis. He's solid. He's a young up and coming player, but he's going to be in the all-star game and Tatis is in, which is, which is just crazy. So Fernando Tatis, Wander Franco got completely robbed from an all-star game. And it, it sucks to see that. I think the MLB does a really crappy job of marketing their players and maybe they're they're They don't want to market Tatis because he got popped for PDs, but like, I don't know, bro. He pretty clearly deserved it. He was very obviously an all-star caliber player this year. Um, and if, if I had to like kind of think of who should have made it, I think I would probably do the only other guys I think besides Soto and Hader and Tatis. Cause I think Tatis was like, I thought he was a shoe and I thought he was a lock to make it. The only other guys that I think would have been borderline all-stars. Um, and I want to see, I want to see how good guys second base numbers are. I think Kim could have been there because Look at second baseman. Usually they're not playing that well. I don't think he would have made it, but I think he's like almost like a fringe player on there um, because Kim's having a hell of a year. And then the other guy would be Blake Snell because Blake Snell has been a beast. Uh, Blake Snell's ERA is almost in the twos. He's almost at a sub three right now. So those are the only guys that I think could have made it. But you know, I'm, I'm saying all this. Let's look at some of the other guys on this roster. Machado, obviously not. Bogarts, obviously not. Cronenworth, obviously not. I want to say they were all all-stars last year. So the regression is crazy. And even if I'm saying like there should be a few guys that should be in the all-star game, like like Tatis, obviously, having only two guys with how much money you're spending on a roster and how much star power you have, that goes to show you how bad this season's been. So that one's that one's rough, man. It's it's bad. So I, I think that overall, um that's like that those are the big things I wanted to talk about, but I, I want to see what yeah, how is Cassianos an all-star over Tatis? Who, who wants to watch Cassianos? Yeah, I mean, and he's had a good year and everything, but, like, we have to remember how good Fernando Tatis' defensive numbers are. Like, his war and stuff, like, where you actually looking at value of someone, like, it is ridiculously good. And I think he's just always going to be a player that gets kind of slept on now. Um, people already didn't like Tatis in the first place. So I think it's something he's going to probably end up dealing with a bunch. But, like, you look at his outfield numbers – 
Dude, outs above average, 95th percentile. Outfield jump, 86th percentile. Arm strength, 98th percentile. And he leads the league um, in assists. He's the best outfielder in terms of defensive runs saved. And man is, has 16 bombs, hitting 280 with an, an 867 OPS. Like, if that's not an all-star then I don't know what we're doing. Like, why are we even doing this? I was also hoping that Tatis would hit in the home run derby because I was like, all right, the parties aren't good this year. You don't want to have your guys hit in the home run derby, jack up their swings in a year where they're, you know, where you're really, really competing. And yeah, like you are competing still, but like this is a year where he should have gone in. And I was really bummed because I was like, all right, that's actually something I can look forward to. You know, baseball season, it's been a bad baseball season, but you know, I would love to go watch Fernando in the home run derby. Not gonna be the case unless I don't know. Maybe home run derby. You can. You don't have to be in the All Star game. I, I don't really remember to be honest. Um, but yeah, Tatis is better than all three of the starters for the All Star game. Yeah, I'm gonna look up the full roster. Um, to see and also start any questions you guys have. Um, start asking them because those were like the big points that I wanted to talk about. The Seidler comments. Wanted to let you guys know about the Bub stuff. Want to talk about Tatis All Star game. Um, didn't really want to talk about uh, the Padres' recent performances, but you know we did. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna pull up this roster right now. Let's see. I wish you could have it with numbers too. I don't think this has it. So the starters, yeah, Corbin Carroll. Okay, Corbin Carroll definitely deserve. Corbin Carroll and Ronald Acuna deserve it over Tatis. They have both been insane. Acuna looks like he's gonna run away with the MVP. Um, Mookie Betts, how good was how good has Mookie been this year? Let's see. Um, I, this is not his stats. I don't know what this is. Um, but I mean, who are the other guys? Let's see. I want to see that because that's, what's more intriguing to me, the reserves. So all of the reserves outfield wise, Guriel, Castellanos and Soto. And then like Soler also made it as a DH. I mean, I don't even know. How does Castellanos make it? How is Guriel doing? There's no way he's been that good. Let's see. He is hitting. Yeah, he has not been as good as Tatis. He has an 811. He's a worse OPS and he's not as good of a fielder. Like, oh god. You know, it makes no sense. It's just kind of it just sucks to see. Um, but that that was it was a big bummer, man. Like Tatis totally should have made it. So um, let's see. Got got some questions. Raker pitching for the home run derby. Um Mookie has been raking lately, at least home run rise. Yeah, I mean, Mookie should make it too. I, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I see some other stuff. Fans didn't vote him in. I don't think all the voting is the fans. I think only half of it is the fans. Um, and even if that's not the case, then the fans should be voting for Tatis um, just because he's been better. And if that's how the if that's, if that's it's all fan voting, that's really stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm surprised Drew Carlton is over Tapia. Yeah, Carlton has not been too good. Um, the state of the Padres' bullpen has been absolutely killing them lately. Nick Martinez, in his last, let's find it, his last seven outings, um, has been awful. His ERA is over a four now on the year. He started out, he was like a sub-two guy for a while. Yeah, in Nick Martinez's last seven seven outings, he has a 13.5 ERA. Um, he's given up 12 hits in six innings and 10 runs. And he has a whip over two. And if you go even farther back in his last 15 games, he has a 7-4 ERA. So, like, he's been really bad. And without Steven Wilson, without him playing well, there's, like, 
not the because earlier on in the year the Padres bullpen was great. And I think this is something that we were kind of talking about with with the the struggles offensively that were a lot more prevalent early. You're still seeing some of them, but not to the same extent that you were early on in the year. But it was like, hey, you're losing so many games by one run, like 3-2, 2-1, stuff like that, where your offense is just dead. And our whole point was like, that's going to burn you because your pitching can't be this good. You had back-to-back months where your pitching ERA was the best or like a top three pitching ERA in back-to-back months. And you had a, a bad losing record, like 10 games under 500 in those two months in um, in June and uh, May. So like you didn't take advantage of your pitching playing well. You can't just bank on everyone staying healthy from a pitching standpoint and to keep dominating at that level to bail out your bats. Now we're not seeing it. Now the Padres offense is putting up more runs in a game but they're blowing a lead every single night over the past couple weeks. And that's, what's killing them now. So it's, it's dude, it's been bad. I mean, like Tim Hill's been getting rocked too. Um, the only guy that's been that great lately is, I mean, outside of hater is, is Cosgrove and he's been, he's been excellent, but like, you're like, all right, now we're in desperation mode because Robert Suarez has to come back soon. Steven Wilson needs to be back very, very soon. And you're like, Oh God, like I don't trust like most of the bullpen. That's bad. Um, so it's tough there. Um, I saw someone asking about Morahone. Morahone is weird because like sometimes he'll go out there and he'll he'll look so dominant. His his breaking balls are like all like what does he have? Like the, the knuckle curve or whatever it is. Um, it's like a knuckle something. Uh like his breaking stuff will just look nasty and he'll just look so dominant. And then other times he'll come out there and it's just like meatball, meatball, meatball. And then it's just it's a bad outing. Like he had one a couple days ago like that. Um, today, you know, it looked pretty good overall. Um, also I wanted to bring this up. I thought this was, was kind of funny, but okay. Last time we streamed was Sunday, right? So we had two series. We had this pirate series and the red series. You had one win. The win was when you scored 12 runs, your offense went stupid, right? All right. Let's go back a little bit before that, right? National series. You had one win. You scored 13 runs. All right, let's go back another series before that. Four-game series against the Giants. You had one win. You scored 10 runs. So you've won in the past four series. You have won three games. And in every one of those games, you've scored double-digit runs. That's how bad the bullpen has been because they blow it every single time. It's not like the Potters' offense isn't, like, scoring, like, a lot. Like, they haven't been great. But, like, you have a lot of four-run games, like, a lot of four-run games in this stretch or even, like, three or whatever. And their games where the starters go like six innings and allow a run. Like it's very rare that the, the Padres starters have not given them a quality start over the past two, three months. It's very rare. Unless it was like a weather start or like a you know, like a random start in the for for someone else. But that's really bad. Um, why do we think Cosgrove was taken out? Uh hacks ass? Because the Padres they just don't like use a good analytical approach. They throw in a struggling pitcher because they want the righty righty matchup. You when when the righty righty matchup didn't even make that much sense in that case because Tyler Stevenson was like he's like pretty solid against lefties and stuff. But like all his power numbers are against righties. He doesn't have a home run this year against lefties. Someone commented commented this on our tweet on Twitter. Um, I was saying this and also like the other thing is Cosgrove has good numbers against righties. So you you're trying to get this this you know. 
or was it, it was, I think it was right around any matchup that you're looking for, but you're trying to get like this specific matchup. Like, Oh, I want, I want the, the same arm. That That's not how it works. Like there's guys with reverse splits. There's guys that he's struggling. Let's look at it from that perspective. Oh, Nick Martinez has been horrible. Maybe let's not put him in because Cosgrove has been balling out. Like the, the decision-making. And I don't think this just is, I think in this case, like maybe we want Bob Melvin or Ruben Diego for making that decision. Right. But it's across the board. It's not just in game. It's signing Matt Carpenter to a two-year contract for like $16 million. When if you looked at his numbers, you would see, okay, this guy was horrible for three years in a row. And then he went to the Yankees and he had like a 60 at bat stretch where he was hitting a bunch of home runs to the short porch. And then he ended up coming back from injury and sucked. And you're going to look at it and go, we're going to ignore everything else. But those 60 at-bats that he had were pretty sick, huh? Because he hit like 15 home runs in a, in a short porch that's not going to translate to Petco. And that's what you do. You're not looking at a real sample size. You're just going into that. Um, you know, you, you're just kind of making these like bold decisions and this like not really looking at like where you're getting power at your positions. Like the Padres have an advantage because they have, I mean, not really anymore. They used to have a big advantage in terms of the lineup just because they would have a plus hitting shortstop with Fernando, you know, tons of power there, you know, Manny's third base, but a lot of, there's a lot of good bats at third base. And then you also had, you know, Kim at, or not Kim, you had Cronenworth at second and he was a, a much better second baseman offensively than other second basemen. And now you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, where are your like good bats at? Well, right now it's, I guess it is second base with Kim, but it's your corner outfielders, your center fielders, not a good hitter. You have the two struggling guys, on you know at, at third and short with Bogarts and, and Manny, which is disappointing. Um, but your first baseman, you have no power. You basically had an automatic out at catcher for the first you know third of the year, I guess. I don't know, like the first third of the year with Nola. Um, and it's like, dude, it, it doesn't these these moves don't make sense. Like, why why do you not have a, a first baseman that can slug? You're you're, you're missing out on a in an opportunity to make your lineup better. Why are your DHs two guys that are washed? Like, why is that your your move? And instead, you're going and getting a shortstop when you have five, six shortstops on the roster. Your top prospects a shortstop. Like, we don't need a shortstop at every single position because that's what the look at the Padres infield right now. Their entire infield are all shortstops. That's all of their first position. Manny's first position shortstop. Bogarts shortstop. Kim, shortstop. Cronenworth was a shortstop before he moved to second base. So, and now to first base. So it, you have, you're just signing shortstops. Like there's a reason why shortstop is so valuable because they're needed defensively, right? But the majority of shortstops don't slug. They don't have a lot of power. They're not as, as great offensive players. And that's like, for instance, why like you can live with Grish not being a great bat because, all right, he'll hit ninth. He'll give you gold glove defense. He'll be okay he can be a hole in the lineup because he's so good at center field, right? But you have that now where it's just like you don't have enough power. Like you don't have it. You're wasting a DH in a first base spot. And because like the thing is like, even if Bogarts and Manning were having their struggles as bad as they are right now, if you had competent numbers, and I hate to, I hate to throw Cronenworth under the bus, but like it's just, it's just being brutally honest. If you had competent numbers at first base, DH, and catcher, Keep in mind, you're not asking a lot of your catcher, but you are not wanting what Austin Nola gave. And I guess 
Gary Sanchez has been good enough now. We're like, that's kind of changed. But if you would have had competent numbers for an average catcher, first baseman, and DH, the Padres would probably be 500 or better right now. But you don't. And, and that's it's just a stupid decision. There's just so many decisions that are made that there's there's no rhyme or reason. There's There's no way to justify making those moves. So I think... I think it's rough, man. I, I think that's that's where I'm at right now. Um, I've been on here for 36 minutes, dude. I haven't taken a breath yet. This is kind of crazy. Um, I, I, I don't usually do the, the solo streams, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. A- anything else you guys got? I am rocking the Tatis jersey today since he got snubbed. Um, it was pretty cool to see Kim and him go back-to-back, like the two like kind of guys that, that usually are getting going in those spots. And then you just get another heartbreaking loss, man. It's just heartbreaking loss, choke after choke. It's It's been really, really tough. Um, but, yeah, anything else? I'm not really seeing too much. Campy getting injured was probably one of the worst things that could happen. Yeah, that was really unfortunate because he was also looking good too. That was that was the other part. Um, oh, Odor smoked the ball at the end of the game today. Dude, yeah, he had an absolute liner. I thought he was going through. I thought they tied it. And I was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like We're actually getting some some late runs in this in this series. And also, like, this is a crazy one because for, forget, like, okay, you can't really forget it, but, like, in this series, the whole issue is that the Padres have not been clutch, right? They were actually clutch late in the game offensively in both their losses this weekend, and they, and they still end up losing them both because the bullpen shit the bed. And, and that's a problem where it's, like, you need to you need to be able to, like, fire on all cylinders consistently or decently consistently if you're going to be good. Um, I guess the Braves are like a bad example of that. It's like a good team that does that because they're they've had like no starting pitching and they're just like, all right, we're just gonna slug the living shit out of the baseball. We're just gonna hit bomb after bomb after bomb and no one's gonna beat us. Um, but they're also getting like MVP caliber season, you know, MVP caliber season out of Acuna and their their lineup is just nasty. Um, and you know, that's why they're they've been so good. But I mean, it's is hurts. Yeah, I see people. We know Xander's hurt, but Manny, he's just playing bad. I mean, Manny has been awful. Like he, it, and it sucks because last. It's crazy how night and night and day, last year and this year have been for Manny because Manny was carrying every single time, coming up with all of those big clutch hits. It feels like he is a massive hole in the lineup right now, and it's really weird to say that, and it sucks to say it, but it's the case. Um. But, yeah, I, I think that's probably going to do it for me today. Thank you, Charlie, doing a, doing a solo with, with a great stash. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I've been talking here for a little bit. Anyone that joined a little bit ago, Bub's giveaway, comment. I'm going to end the stream in a couple minutes, in like a minute here. Comment your grade on the Padres team, A to F, 1 through 10, whatever you want to do, and comment any specific player and give your grade on them. It can be the whole team if you want. If you just want to do the handful of the stars, you know, Bogarts, some of the struggling guys, do that as well. But I want to hear the grades from everyone. If you're listening on a podcast, you want to be eligible for the, the giveaway, we'll be announcing it next week. Do a, you know, do a uh, review or like a rate and review, put it there. Come to YouTube, put it there. Wherever it is that you want to do it, put it there and, and we'll get to you. But yeah, shout out Bubs one more time. That's who we're doing it with. $50 gift card. Um, so really happy that they're doing that and then next week during the stream we'll do another one so we'll do two next week one of them will be from the comments one of them will be from on live next week we'll have everyone that's in the actual live stream enter but 
get into that a little bit there. But yeah, um, we'll have some other stuff out. I, I don't know what our videos are planning to, to be this week, but we're going to do a, I don't know when we're recording either, but we'll, we're going to do some MLB stuff, um, which is going to be exciting. Going to be talking about like the biggest like surprises of this season. Uh, hint, hint, the Padres and the Mets and the Cardinals are definitely going to be on there as one of the groups of just NL teams that were great last year, completely shitting the bed. Um, I think Alex Manoa is definitely going to be on that list as well, just because he has completely fallen apart. Um, we'll talk about some of the exciting teams as well. Some of the guys that have just broken out. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about the Diamondbacks though, because like we all had faith in the Diamondbacks. Maybe they still deserve it. Cause like, but we liked Corbin Carroll a lot. We liked the Diamondbacks team a lot. We thought they're going to be really good, but I guess they're like kind of a surprise in a way just because they're breaking out. But yeah, if there's any if there's any other kind of MLB stuff you want us to start doing, any other you know Padres related stuff, I know we're gonna start talking. We're gonna keep talking about the trades and stuff. Um, our last video, we were talking that it was basically just about the Padres probably should trade Stellan Hader. It's probably gonna be their best move. Um, and since then, that has been established more and more and more after every single loss. So we'll continue to talk about trades. You know, do some mock trades stuff like that. Um, maybe talk about like what a trade for Hater would look like, potential suitors, stuff like that. But if there's anything else Padres MLB related that you guys want us to talk about, uh, let us know. But with that said, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off. But it was fun chatting, um, even though it's a little bit of a of a it's not a great time for Padres baseball. It's still it's still fun to talk and hanging out and and chatting with you all. So appreciate you guys hopping in. Um, and excited to do to to do two giveaways next Sunday for Bubs as well. But thank you all for listening. And talk to y'all soon. Peace.